This is another episode of The Blossom Podcast, your number one source for everything bariatric surgery, from pre-op to post-op. Registered dietitian Alex Conception gives you real, raw tips and motivation through your journey. This is The Blossom Podcast. Hello, guys. Welcome back to The Blossom Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about hair loss. Last time we were talking about supplements, I briefly touched on hair loss and biotin. Uh, I want to elaborate a little bit more on that. So whenever I talk about supplements with a patient, when we do a consult, I want to say at least 80% of the time somebody's going to say, okay, so what about biotin? You didn't mention biotin. That is... Obviously, assuming you care about your hair and you want to make it stronger, you don't want it to fall off. And there's a great deal of marketing to make sure that you do know that. Okay. Now, what does the science say? The science actually says that the hair is not going to be really affected unless you're deficient. So if you are taking a bariatric multivitamin, if you're not a vegetarian, you get um, animal uh, animal proteins. There's a great deal of B vitamins, and it is very unlikely that you're going to be deficient. Okay, so biotin is a B vitamin, and what we recommend, just like in the previous episode, B complex. So there's a ton of biotin in the bariatric multivitamin, and there's a ton of biotin in the B-complex. So even if you're a vegetarian, you are still going to be getting an abundance of biotin. So without knowing that, a lot of people will still purchase additional biotin, hair, skin, and nails. Not, Not just biotin, but biotin and hair, skin, and nails. So what are the hair, skin, and nails? More B vitamins. So you are getting way, way, way more uh, B vitamins that you need and you are essentially just pissing it out, okay? So you don't need to spend all that money on all that biotin, all those B vitamins. Granted, you are taking a B, um, uh, a bariatric multivitamin, like I said, because they're already elevated in the bariatric formulas. And on top of that, a B complex. As a matter of fact, that would be the B complex would be the first thing I would remove from the list that I um, suggested last episode, assuming you are taking a bariatric multivitamin and assuming you are um, consuming most of your well, not even most of them, but if you consume animal proteins. So with those, with that, the, the B complex would be the first one I would remove from that list. So why do we lose our hair? Okay. In, there's, there's two scenarios. There's two scenarios in, um, within the first six months. And the first one is going to be initially. All right. And that is due to the shock to the system. Now, I like to use the example of childbirth. Okay. A lot of women, if you, if it's you or if you know somebody who had their hair thin after childbirth, that is due to number one, the shock to the system. Okay. 50% chance that your body will interpret that shock, much like childbirth, much like bariatric surgery, as a threat to your life. 
okay? 50%. So there's a 50% chance that you are going to have your hair thin in the beginning. Now, when your body interprets that shock as a threat to your life, your body will slow nutrients to areas of the body that are not essential for life. Unfortunately, hair and nails is not essential for life, okay? But when you relax, you drink the water, you get the protein, your body will very shortly after say, hey, we're not dying, everything is cool, and start restoring, okay? Just as you've seen women who've given birth have their hair restored, just as you've seen bariatric patients, maybe yourself, have your hair restored, okay? So that is scenario one, but also, again, another factor in that is assuming afterwards you are getting nutrients as well. So a lot of women also who don't have their hair restored, they're probably not getting any protein or not taking their uh, supplements or eating a balanced diet because I do, I've, I've worked with a ton of them and a ton of them have literally a, a, a diet that is uh, primarily processed and from a box or taken from a bag, you know, and then we don't, we don't want that. So those are all additional factors. Number two scenario is going to be from three to six months down the line. Okay. So what happens is that I will get a call. Hey, Alex, I am doing great. I'm down X amount of pounds, best decision I've ever made. I'm taking all the supplements and um, I'm eating the protein and vegetables, I'm exercising, but my hair is falling out in chunks. What do I do? What else do I need to take? I am taking all the biotin. I'm taking all the hair, skin, and nails. What else do I need to take? It's the protein, okay? The protein is the number one factor that you need to worry about when it comes to hair loss, okay? <clears throat> Now, we say minimum 60 grams of protein. I want you to hit that. But with the demand, with exercise, with whatever um, demanding job you may have, you want to up that protein, okay, possibly 90 grams, 100, 120 grams, depending on the activity and, of, of course, because the calories are very low. Now, how do we get to this point? Well, first off, 90% of those calls that I get – cannot tell me how much the protein, how much protein that they're getting. And 100% of those who do know are not getting enough protein. Of course, factoring in after going through what are you doing all day, how much you're eating overall, what are you eating? And then again, it boils down to those factors, the, the uh, activities of daily living and, and the, the protein intake. Okay. <clears throat> now, scenario. How, how does this happen? That, that story that I told you of this person basically doing everything right, but unaware of the proteins, because let's, we are very busy people. Okay. I don't know what, what's going on in your life. We are, we have jobs, kids, families. Um, I'm telling you protein and vegetables. The sleeve is, is restrictive. And I tell you that basically will, it's very difficult to go overboard when you stick to uh, protein and veggies in the sleeve will essentially take care of the rest, right? So let's say you're on your way to work, you pick up a salad, a chicken salad, protein and vegetables, you're doing everything right. But that chicken salad will take you 
uh, to meal two, meal three, and meal four without adding chicken to meal two, meal three, meal four, okay? So in our head, we're actually doing everything right. We are eating the protein and vegetables. We're losing weight. We're taking our supplements. We're drinking our water. We're exercising. What am I doing wrong? It's just overlooked. If you're not logging your food, you actually run the risk of not eating enough. And in this case, a lot of times it is. It's the routine that we get into that prevents us from actually hitting numbers that it's actually needed to be monitored. Okay. Yeah. So if, if, uh, if that's one, one of the scenarios, you're actually getting maybe 15 grams of protein until your dinner. And even then it's still going to be restricted, maybe maximum 30 grams of protein throughout the day for the next three to six months. Of course, your hair is going to fall out. Okay. And that's where that brings me back to the biotin. It doesn't matter how much biotin you're taking. If you're not deficient, it's not going to help your hair, but also you can take all the biotin you want. It's not going to make a difference unless you're getting adequate protein. That's the point. Okay. Get adequate protein as a priority, and then you can supplement uh, with the Bs and the multivitamin, the complex. Even if, if it helps you sleep at night, go ahead, take the, take the biotin. Okay. But I'm just telling you, you don't need it with everything else considered. Now, if you're in the position where your hair is thinning now, don't assume that it will restore instantly. Okay, we are, we live in a society of instant results. We want now, now, now. It took you three to six months to get there. Give it another three months to six months to restore to where you had it before with adequate protein intake. Okay. Um, so our, our pre-op diet is, is a two shakes in one meal. So if you were to do two shakes, example, premier protein, that would already give you the 60 grams of protein. Okay. So anything more than that is going to be beneficial with your meal, with the, with the, uh, um, protein dense foods, whole foods, it's going to be, you're already hitting that minimum, which is perfect. That is a great control or at least starting your day with a shake. Okay. So that's my suggestion. If you are getting 60 grams every day and your hair is thinning, your demand is higher up it to 90 grams. Okay. And do that consistently. Make that the minimum. Um, if you are exercising heavily, and when I say heavily, I, that, that's very subjective as well. If you have a personal trainer or if you have had a regimen put together, it's not a bad thing to go over 100 grams of protein, 120 grams of protein, especially if you are lifting weights. Okay, keep all that in mind. Obviously, these are generalized and uh, you'd want to make a consultation and talk to your dietitian, talk to your doctor when it comes to the specifics on on uh, what your body is demanding especially with the uh, with the activities of daily living, your work, what you do at the gym and all of those things, because I can't see it. You know, so I am generalizing here. I just want to paint you a picture and I want you to get the idea. But hair, the number one factor is protein. So get it in. Okay, that's pretty much it. I will talk to you guys in the next. Peace. This was another episode of The Blossom Podcast. For more motivation and future episodes with Alex, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any life-changing moments.